the Internet's most listened to talk radio network, VoiceAmerica.com, with Joyce Bender and Disability Matters. Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. And welcome to the show, and we are celebrating Epilepsy Month for the month of November. And I want to say a special hi to all of my friends here in Texas, because I am in Las Colinas, where I just visited some of my great friends from Computer Sciences Corporation, and I have to say hello to all of them. And welcome all of you to the show, because... We are going to have a great show today. We are formally going to announce the 2006 King of the Mardi Gras, an event that began in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, with the Epilepsy Epilepsy Foundation of Western and Central PA that has become a national model. So first, let's welcome to the show Murray Gerber, the CEO of Equitable Resources. He is the Chairman, President, CEO, and all and the 2006 King of the Mardi Gras, and the creator of this great event, Judy Painter, the executive director of the Mardi Gras in Pittsburgh. Judy and Murray, welcome to the show. Thank you, Joyce. It's wonderful being here. It was wonderful to have you on again. And Murray, congratulations on being named the King of the Mardi Gras. Well, thank you, Joyce. It's a, it's a great honor. Well, it's a great honor to have you as the king of the Mardi Gras. And so all of you know this. When someone is selected or nominated to be the king of the Mardi Gras, as Judy will tell you, it has to be someone who is not just successful, as obviously Murray Gerber is being the chairman and CEO of Equitable Resources, but also a person that gives back to the community and cares about disability issues. So that is why we were all delighted, Murray, to see you win this prestigious award. And how do you feel about that, Murray? Well, I feel great about it, uh, Joyce. And I don't know if you knew this or not, but for a while I lived in New Orleans uh, for about four or five years. And at one time I had the chance to actually ride in a Mardi Gras parade in in New Orleans. So I have a little bit of a feel about what this uh, great event will be. But um, I think uh, being the king of your uh, Mardi Gras, the Epilepsy Foundation Mardi Gras, is just a a great way to celebrate uh, the great work that's been done in western and central Pennsylvania by uh, you and Judy and others. And it's a way to uh, broadcast to the rest of the country the importance of of bringing the issues that you and Judy uh, so eloquently uh, bring to us uh, to the light in our region and hopefully throughout the rest of the country as well. Well, it's an honor for us to have you, Murray, as the king of the Mardi Gras, because let me say this, that from when I first met him, Murray is all about change. He's a leader that believes in change, and he is a leader that includes all people, period. And that is why seeing someone like you have this award, it just doesn't get better than that. And, Judy, you started all of this. You are New Orleans started it. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean the event here in Pittsburgh. Right, you started yeah. it with the Epilepsy yeah. Foundation. I did. I did. And it has become a tremendous success nationally. Why don't you tell us a little bit about how this 
came to be, how it got started, and now what's happening on a national level. Okay, uh, I was part of an organization of uh, executive directors uh, of the Epilepsy Foundation, and we had a meeting in New Orleans, and uh, it was in early January, uh, and the uh, uh, some of the crews were, were going through at that particular time. Mardi Gras celebrated for a very, very long time in New Orleans and is capped uh, on Fat Tuesday. So I was able to attend one of the parades and uh, was with some of the executive directors and and just the excitement that surrounded uh, you know the uh, crews coming down on their floats uh, w- was something to behold and people became very very excited uh, you know any small ten cent bead or penny bead I don't know I'm not sure how much they are but people were just jump- jumping over curbs to get these beads and uh, I brought back to Pittsburgh a box of beads, I guess this was around 13 years ago, and I still have that box, and I took it to a couple of other board members, and I said, I think that we need to have something like this in Pittsburgh. Uh, February is not always a, a, a month where a lot of things are going on, and I think we need to have something uh, that will create awareness of epilepsy and at the same time give people the opportunity to really have a good time and to celebrate, uh, you know, that Fat Tuesday and, uh, and, uh, you know, keep the speeches down and, and make it, make it a fun event, including a parade through, uh, uh, the lobby and uh, a marching band, a, a Dixieland band, a dance band, uh, and, and just make it, you know, uh, something that people will always enjoy and want to come back to. Um, after it became uh, very successful about three years ago, I believe uh, they started a, an award uh, at the national conference, and it was called the Golden Circle Award. And at that time, you had to net $100,000 on an event in order to receive that award, and I was the only person that year that had received that award because of the Mardi Gras. And uh, this year, I believe 10 people, 10 affiliates uh, received that award. Uh, but what we had decided to do, I was also part of the development committee uh, for the national organization to come up with a fundraiser um, that everyone can do, and we adopted the Mardi Gras, and we had uh, three other affiliates do it last year. Uh, some were ex- extremely successful. Uh, as a matter of fact, one of the Golden Circle Awards went to one of the uh, people that, uh, one of the affiliates that decided to have a Mardi Gras, and I believe we have an additional 10 coming on this year. And, uh, you know, as we move along, uh, we're trying to get more people involved in doing the Mardi Gras as, as a national event. That's going to happen every Fat Tuesday and uh, make it part of epilepsy awareness. And I have to say to both you, Judy, and Murray, who, who would have ever thought, you know, the terrible tragedy in you know, New Orleans that occurred with Katrina, and of course now they're rebuilding it, and they will be having a Mardi Gras again this year. They will be having a Mardi Gras in New Orleans, um, and of course our heart goes out to everyone that was impacted by Katrina. But it's really great that you know we can all remember that as we too celebrate this event this year. Yes, yeah, so and I believe that uh, you know we are all uh, you know, affiliates across the country are looking for some way to support uh, the uh, people of New Orleans and what happened during Katrina and and you know 
some of the money that is going to be raised will go back to the uh, affiliate in New Orleans to help people with epilepsy. And that is tremendous. That is really great. Um, and both Murray and Judy, I know that you both know there are over 2,700,000 Americans with epilepsy, and yet still to this day, and I am one of those people, as my listeners know, many people live with the stigma of fear and negativity. And, and I wanted to ask both of you, Murray, you first, why, why do you think that is? Why do you think there's such a stigma toward people with epilepsy? Well, I think one of the reasons that people might uh, feel uh, concerned or um, or fearful of people with epilepsy is because um, people don't uh, know generally what to do if if someone um, has a seizure, and I think there's a, there's a concern that that uh, I mean that people generally have that that they may not be able to handle a crisis uh, properly, uh, that they won't know how to provide help, um, and that sort of thing. And I think that generally uh, carries with it sort of a, of a, of a hard, um, hard message for people. It's, it's hard for them to sort of swallow. I think most of that's sort of born out of ignorance, but I think that's the general perception by people out there that they don't, they, they might not know how to, to deal with someone if there's a, if there's a problem. Um, as I've learned, uh, uh, Joyce, from you and others, is that that's an unfounded fear, and I think we just need to continue to get the message out that that is an unfounded fear and that uh, that these uh, people with epilepsy, you know, uh, shouldn't be treated any different than, than anyone else that has a particular uh, malady or, or whatever that, that's, that's handleable. So I think we just need to continue to get the message out. And we so much appreciate, Murray, you helping us get that uh, message out. Judy, how about you? What's your opinion? Well, I, I think that uh, Murray is exactly right when he says that ignorance is part of the problem. Uh, epilepsy has always been known as the hidden uh, disability uh, because you can't actually see it unless a person is having a seizure. And, uh, you know, I think in earlier centuries uh, it, it was uh, people were considered as being uh, demonically uh, possessed uh, as uh, early or as late as the 1960s, the Catholic Church would not allow someone who had epilepsy to become a priest. Um, and uh, you add to that, uh, you know, the fact that, you know, this is, you know, something that people can't control. And uh, so you don't know when it's going to happen. I mean, it, it is not the same as having a physical disability where you would see someone in a, in a wheelchair. Um, uh, so I think that people themselves who have epilepsy have a fear of talking about it because they aren't exactly sure what a seizure looks like. Everyone thinks that a person who has epilepsy has tonic-clonic or grand mal seizures, which would include someone falling down and uh, when people think of people shaking and losing consciousness and, and people feel that, uh, you know, still to this day you hear stories. I think I heard something uh, about one of the Red Wing players, uh, a hockey player had a seizure, and, and people try for some reason. Uh, they still think that someone can follow, uh, swallow their tongue, which is absolutely impossible, so I'm sure that creates a lot of fear. People try to put something in someone's mouth, which is the last thing that they should do, uh, and people just don't know uh, what seizure recognition in first aid is. Another thing is that there are many, many different kinds of seizures, 
And, uh, you know, we experience people who have complex partial seizures uh, who uh, begin wandering around, uh, not aware of their surroundings. And uh, these people have been arrested, uh, put in handcuffs, and, and put, uh, have been incarcerated. And uh, it's only because people are not aware of uh, what is going on. And uh, we had a case recently uh, with someone uh, in, the, in those circumstances, and when they went before the magistrate, uh, uh, the magistrate said, all right, I'll let you go, but you have to promise never to do this again, mm. uh, which is really kind of silly. Um, we have a, a young woman who's in college, and um, the college is very well known for uh, being sensitive to people with disabilities, and yet, uh, although they are very sensitive to people with physical disabilities that they can see, that they are not being sensitive to this girl uh, having a seizure and needing to take diastat. Uh, so uh, I think everyone sort of thinks of seizures as one thing, and uh, seizures are many things, and they manifest themselves in many ways. And, uh, you know, I think it's a combination of the fear of what a seizure is going to look like, how a person is going to act, uh, many people who have seizures, I uh, don't know what to do about it. Uh, so uh, we've got, we have, I, I think what we're trying to do is, you know, attack one big problem, uh, but we really start, need to start taking uh, it apart bit by bit and letting people know about what seizures actually are, what they are not, and what people need to do in, in case uh, someone does have a seizure. Yes, and with that, before we go to break, I just want to say that if, a student at a college needs a diastat that is a reasonable accommodation that the institution should provide. And with that, we're going to go to break for one minute. We'll be right back with Murray Gerber and Judy Painter. You're listening to Joyce Bender, The Voice of VoiceAmerica.com. We'll be right back. The world leader in Internet Talk Radio. You're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. At Vendor Consulting Services Incorporated, our mission is to provide superior technology consulting services to our customers while creating career opportunities, independence, and freedom for people with disabilities. While the demand for skilled technology professionals is reaching an all-time high, over 13 million disabled Americans, many of them experts in technology, remain unemployed. Since 1995, Bender Consulting Services Incorporated has worked to solve these critical social and business issues by providing employers with reliable talent and giving individuals with disabilities the chance to display their talents and enhance their lives through solid careers. If you're a person with a disability seeking employment, send us your resume via email to resume at BenderConsult.com. For more information about our services, visit www.BenderConsult.com in the U.S., and www.benderofcanada.com in Canada. Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, providing and creating employment opportunities, freedom and independence for people with disabilities. www.benderconsult.com. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. 
Have you put down the morning paper in disgust because they weren't reporting what you wanted to read? Have you wondered why there aren't more women's voices in the news? Well, so have I, and we're about to change that. This is former Minnesota State Senator Ember Reichgott Young. I hope you'll join me for a new radio show every Thursday all about women on the move. We'll look at what's missing in the news, the issues often ignored in mainstream media, like how does Social Security reform really affect women? Why is the Department of Labor proposing to stop collecting workforce data on women? What role will women play in Iraq's new government? We'll create that debate right here. The Ember Reichgott Young Show will have prominent women you know and inspiring women you don't know. We'll share stories of women's leadership, courage, and vision. We just need you to be part of the conversation. So join us for the Ember Reichgott Young Show every Thursday at 1 p.m. Central Time. It's all about you, women on the move, on voiceamerica.com. The world leader in Internet talk radio. radio. You're listening to America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. If you have a question or comment, please call toll-free at 1-888-335-5204. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. Welcome back to the show. If you just tuned in, we're talking to Murray Gerber, the chairman, president and CEO of Equitable Resources, and Judy Painter, the executive director of the Epilepsy Foundation of Western and Central PA, we are thrilled to have Murray with us because he is this year the King of the Mardi Gras, which is a very prestigious award given to a CEO or an executive level individual, not only successful in business, but someone that gives back to the community. And that's why I'm so excited that Murray is this year, 2006, the King of the Mardi Gras. And <clears throat> Murray... As you were hearing us talk about this stigma attached, do you think that uh, education at different corporations would help? Uh, yeah, I think it would, uh, uh, Joyce. I think I think the um, the the stigma that's associated with um, epilepsy and the stigma associated with any number of other disabilities is more born out of, uh, as we mentioned earlier, out of ignorance than it is out of a fact. And I think, um, you know, we just need to be aware of the facts and not be swayed by what we think the perceptions are. And I think, I think the more education that gets out there about disabilities, the more uh, uh, education that gets out there about epilepsy, I think the better informed decisions can be made by, by employers and business leaders in terms of uh, employing those people because it's a vast resource that's sort of untapped. Yes, that's correct. And, uh, Murray, just this past week, I spoke in Rochester, New York, with Tony Quello, the author of the Americans with Disabilities Act, um, and it was really a wonderful event. And we have questions that are emailed into us for our guests, but a young woman, when I told her when, and when Tony told her about the Mardi Gras and you know what, what's going on and you being the king of the Mardi Gras, she asked that I read this question on the air. And so this is a question to you, Murray. And it is, Mr. Gerber, it is so wonderful to see what you are doing and the work you are doing to help people with epilepsy by being the king of the Mardi Gras, and congratulations on that prestigious uh, award. My child has epilepsy. 
You obviously are very successful as you are the CEO of Equitable. My question to you is one, why are you doing this? I'm asking you that because we need to find other great men like you to and other CEOs to do the same thing. What made you do this? Well, first of all, I appreciate the comments and I don't, you know, I don't think this is uh with respect it's not necessarily that I'm so great. I think that the issue here is that as Americans, I think we have to tap into all of the genius that we have in our country. We can't leave anyone out. We can't we have to um to tap into diverse ideas, diverse thoughts. We have to, we have to, to uh, as a country, take advantage of all the skills and the, and the collective genius that we have. And no one of us um, has a has cornered the market on that genius. And I think the benefit of diversity in general is that we we tap into all kinds of perspectives. And I think in, a, in an odd way. Um, you know, we talk about racial diversity, we talk about gender diversity, but we can't sit, I can't uh, walk in the shoes or sit in the, or the chair of someone who's disabled or has epilepsy, and they're coming at the world from a completely different perspective. And that, that little twist, that perspective that people with different experiences have, I think is what makes the country great. And so uh, from my standpoint, uh, you know, and from my company's standpoint, selfishly, injecting that diversity into our into the thinking, I think, adds to the richness of dialogue, the richness of discussion, the richness of strategy, and I think it leads to overall a better a better environment and a better a better companies and a better country. So I, I just did, but that's a philosophical issue from from my standpoint. That's why I'm doing this. I think we have to involve everyone uh, and 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 make sure everybody participates. And that, that's why I do this. Well, that's, that's why, why we you, ask him to be king. I was going to say, that's why you're the king of the Mardi Gras, and that's why I will go on record as saying Murray Gerber is just one of the best CEOs and just a wonderful, wonderful person. Too bad we just can't have about a thousand more like you, then we wouldn't have this high unemployment rate for Americans with disabilities. Well, we, need, we have a lot of work to do, no question. Yes, we do. And on October 19th, as a matter of fact, this year, the former United States Attorney General from former President Bush's administration, Dick Thornburg, and former Governor of Pennsylvania, spoke at the New York Law School. Why he spoke there is it was the Tony Quello Lecture Series, and he was asked to be the speaker, and it was really a fantastic uh, presentation. But he began the speech by saying, um, I'm sorry to say that this is sobering news, because since the year 2001, the employment of people with disabilities has actually gone backwards. Here we are still today where only 35% of Americans with significant disabilities who want to work are actually working. So he came up with the idea that he would challenge, instead of the government, he would challenge the private sector, and he's going to challenge CEOs in this country to try to step forward uh, to be a national role model to try to change this high unemployment rate for Americans with disabilities. I wanted to see what your opinion is on that, Murray. Do you think that would work? I, I think it will work. I think I think Dick is, you know, he's a he's a great friend uh, and he's a wonderful individual and you know uh, and has you know devoted his life to public service and I think he's just you know he's just a great guy and I think he carries a lot of credibility uh, credibility both in the in the uh, 
public sector and in the private sector. So, yeah, I do think it will work. And I think Dick is quite right to challenge the private sector on this matter. Um, I think um, it's too easy, uh, and I don't think it's what we want, or uh, Joy, certainly not what you want, or, or Judy, what you want, is to is to somehow, uh, and I know, Joyce, this is part of what you've been doing, is to is to cushion people with disabilities from the realities of the marketplace. Moreover, we know that people with disabilities are quite capable of competing in the marketplace uh, for jobs. And I think the issue is whether the private sector is educated enough to accept the challenge to bring people into the company. And I think somebody with Dick's uh, presence and his stature you know, alerting the CEOs that this is an issue and that there's a great untapped resource out there. I think it's going to be highly effective, and I I know he'll be, I know he'll be effective in in carrying the message uh, for people with disabilities. Yes, but, and he is a great champion for people with disabilities. He and his wife Jenny, and of course their son Peter has a disability. Mm-hmm. But for all of you, my listeners, if you go to www.nyls.edu, that's nyls.edu which is New York Law School. The front page comes up. You see the Tony Quello Lecture Series. And if you go there, you can read his entire speech. And he's really serious about this. He wants to meet with different CEOs because he feels that if he can get a group of people and each of them commit to, yeah, I'll target X amount of positions, that, you know, we can really get change going. And he is a, as you said, Murray, he is a great person. I think we have a caller on the line. Is this Joyce Bender? It is. Joyce, uh, it's Dr. Les Brody from Massachusetts. Hey, how are you, Dr. Good, Brody? Good, how are you? And I want to say hi to Judy and to congratulate Murray. Uh, and I enjoyed very much your comments. So we had just finished a program that uh, Joyce was involved with here in Massachusetts regarding a number of uh, CEOs and uh, managers and companies regarding employment. And it's really exciting, uh, Marie, to see you really working at, at, with us uh, at two different levels. One, uh, you know, in employing our people, and two, uh, joining us in uh, an entrepreneurial, philanthropic endeavor uh, where we can work more closely with corporate America to raise more and more dollars to provide the services that we need. So, again, uh, congratulations for all that you're doing for us. Well, thank you, and, and thanks for all you do as well. Hey, Les, it's nice hearing from you. Well, it's nice to talk to you guys. How is it up in Boston? Uh, well, it was a little chilly over the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> and I just want to say uh, Les Brody is the CEO of the organization in Boston, the Epilepsy Affiliate, and I really enjoyed uh, Les being with all of you. And I know you're working very hard on bringing in uh, the business community you know, in this area, especially of employment for people with, uh, disability, so my hat's off to you also, and thank well, you very much for calling in, Les. But what we need is to clone many more Murray Gerbers. I, t- I know that. I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you. I mean, it, that's why we have to make sure, remember, this radio show, all radio shows of mine are archived, and this show, of course, will be heard again in 12 hours so the rest of the world can hear it, but we need to take him on the road. Be happy to go. <laughs> well, we have to take our beads, off, our beads though. It... We have to take our beads so that we can throw them out That's of the exactly right. so we can throw beads <laughs> people. Murray, you're going to have to get back to me and let me know how you enjoyed being king. Okay, I'll definitely do that. Thank okay, you. sir. Yes, sir. Take care. Bye. Uh, thank Bye-bye. you very much, Judy. Judy? Bye-bye. Okay, Les, take care. 
and, and I'll tell you what, that, um, I, that was a, another eye-opening event because when I spoke there, I received an email from a gentleman that was there who, when he first started working, was only having, you know, a few seizures. I'm in a situation, and many people are in situations where medication controls their seizures, so uh, in my case, I've only had three in the past 20 years, whereas many of my friends still have seizures, including Tony Quello, the author of the ADA and chairman of our national uh, board, but then there are people that have seizures hundreds a day or you know, have them all the time, but... 40 to 50% of people are controlled. You know, through medication today, people could work right by your side. You have no idea that they have epilepsy. But, you know, there was one gentleman that he got his job, and he wasn't having seizures, and then later in his life started having seizures at work, and that is, in fact, how he lost his job. And, Judy, I'm sure you've seen that happen. Yes, I have. Yes, I have. Well, we'll talk more about that as soon as we come back from this break. You're listening to Joyce Bender on VoiceAmerica.com. Talk to the king of the Mardi Gras, Murray Gerber, and Judy Painter, the executive director of the Epilepsy Foundation of Western and Central PA. We'll be right back. Bringing the world together. You're listening to America's Voice. VoiceAmerica.com At Vendor Consulting Services Incorporated, our mission is to provide superior technology consulting services to our customers while creating career opportunities, independence, and freedom for people with disabilities. While the demand for skilled technology professionals is reaching an all-time high, over 13 million disabled Americans, many of them experts in technology, remain unemployed. Since 1995, Bender Consulting Services Incorporated has worked to solve these critical social and business issues by providing employers with reliable talent and giving individuals with disabilities the chance to display their their talents and enhance their lives through solid careers. If you're a person with a disability seeking employment, send us your resume via email to resume at benderconsult.com. For more information about our services, visit www.benderconsult.com in the U.S. and www.benderofcanada.com in Canada. Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, providing and creating employment opportunities, freedom and independence for people with disabilities. www.benderconsult.com. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. Hello, this is Rory Goray, President of Greyhound Pets of America and host of Greyhounds Made Great Pets on Voice America. Join me every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific and 2 p.m. Eastern for an insightful and enjoyable talk about one of man's best friends, the Greyhound. Learn about the history of the Greyhound, discuss proper obedience and training techniques, and find out more about the Greyhound racing industry and what they are doing to help the adoption effort of the former race dogs. If you own a Greyhound or just love dogs like I do, join me for Greyhounds Make Great Pets every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. 
the world leader in Internet Talk Radio. Internet Talk Radio. You're listening to America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Welcome back to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. If you have a question or comment for Joyce or her guest, please call toll-free at 1-888-335-5204. Now back to Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. And welcome back to the show, and we're talking to the king of the Mardi Gras, Murray Gerber, the chairman and CEO of Equitable Resources, and may I say, a great leader for all people with disabilities. And Judy Painter, the executive director of the Epilepsy Foundation of Western and Central PA, and the person who really got it all going for the Epilepsy Foundation with the Mardi Gras. And I think we have a caller, Mike. We have a mic on the line? Yes. Go ahead, Mike. Hello, this is Michael Mayberry. I'm calling from the Epilepsy Foundation of Kansas in Western Missouri. How's oh, everybody Mike. Today? How are you? Wonderful, right. thank you. Uh, we are just pleased to hear that Mr. Gerber is going to be the king, the big king for the Mardi Gras. <laughs> Good job. Good <laughs> thank job. You. Wonderful. Judy, wonderful, wonderful idea, wonderful news. Thank Glad you so much, that. Mike. And our Epilepsy Foundation is also in the process of planning uh, a Mardi Gras in February. Oh, you oh, are great. Great. Yes, we are. We're expecting at least between 200 to 300 guests. Oh, that's great. Uh, for the event. It's going to be a small one, but. That's, hey, all right. that's how it gets started, right, that's right. Judy? Our first that's year. right. One step at a time. Everyone has to take the first that's step. Right. That's right. So we just wanted to wish you, Judy, and Mr. Gerber the best. Oh, thank you so much. You're more thank than you. welcome. Good luck. You're more than welcome. Thank you very right. much. Right. Thanks for calling, Mike, and keep yep. up the good work you're doing. Thank you very much. Nice to meet you again. Same here. Okay, and I think we have another caller on the line from Cincinnati, I think, a Margie. Yes, Margie Frommeyer. Hi, Margie. How are you? Hey, I'm Marge. doing fine. How are you, Joyce? Hi, Judy. Hi. Nice to hear your voice, Margie. Oh, thank you. I just want to tell Mr. Gerber that I am extremely proud of him that he has agreed to be king. It is a wonderful experience, and it's quite an honor for you, but it's also an honor for the Epilepsy Foundation, and I appreciate your support. Well, I'm happy to do it, and thank you very much. appreciate oh. it very much. Yeah, Ours well, was one of the know, ones you left. guys in Pittsburgh are the ones that have taken the lead in this, and um, we're all learning from you, so that's that's a wonderful thing. And Marge, you raised uh, you raised over $100,000 on your first Mardi Gras last year yes, and won did. a Golden Circle Award. And uh, Murray, Marge, uh, her honoree, uh, you know, sometimes our honorees, believe it or not, come to these events kicking and screaming. And, uh, you know, but he certainly took the spirit of the event, and uh, he was a neurologist, and he went to what was the American Academy of Neurology uh, and took pictures pictures of himself as the king to show to all the other doctors. So so neurologists all around the country saw, uh, it was Dr. Michael Privatera, and um, he has just, he is still having a a wonderful time. We just had our our breakfast. Couple weeks ago, and uh, we were oh, we were so happy. We had forty five people attending the breakfast. Great! And um, Dr. Privatera was there, and so was our new king, who um, is executive vice president of Fifth Third Bank, Greg Carmichael. Mm-hmm. And he and congratulations just, to him also. Well, Absolutely. he is just elated about this. But Dr. Privatera brought the. the the, the crown that and and he said to Greg, 
I've got this for four more months, and I'm not giving it up. I absolutely have to. And, you know, everybody just, I mean, he put everybody into just the best frame of mind. So we're really looking forward to this year's where we have a little bit more time to plan than we did last year. And um, so we're hoping for bigger and better things. But uh, I personally want to thank the Pittsburgh affiliate there for Judy Painter for her openness to uh, sharing um of the manual and how to do things and to always be there as a resource. So I really want to thank you guys a lot. So, uh, you know, King Gerber, you've uh, got a wonderful foundation there. And we do. We have a great foundation, yeah. great leadership. And so, uh, you know, I'm proud of you and, and I'm proud of them. So, And listen, Margie, I'm yeah. also proud of what you're doing to help people with epilepsy. So. Also, congratulations to you and the award you've won, and thank you for calling it. All right, thank you. Thanks so much, Marge. I really appreciate it. Oh, sure, and and have a good time. I know you will. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I believe we will. Okay. Bye, bye. I bet you didn't. I bet you didn't know your new name was King Gerber, did you? No, I didn't know that at all. (laughs) Yeah, I I forgot to tell you that part. From now on, everyone at Equitable must refer to you as King Gerber. When you live in live in New Orleans and you hang around these Mardi Gras for a while, as Judy says, it gets infectious. And you know, the first time you go out there and you see people, you know, grubbing for these beads and stomping (laughs) on each other's hands for coins, you think I'm never going to do that. And then about two hours later, you find out you're doing the same thing. You're doing the same thing. But you, you know, you've been in New Orleans too long when when you when you realize that you think purple, green, and gold actually go together. You know you've been there too long. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I want well, you to know that we did not, uh, I, we didn't know that, that none of these calls have been set up, so we didn't know these people were calling oh, in, although I'm, I'm very happy that yeah. they are. Yeah. Yes, I am too. I'm very happy that they have called in. Um, and you know, Murray, before what we were talking about, this challenge that Dick Thornburg, you know, is giving CEOs. And, Judy, you were talking about the difficulties people face uh, in general, just with employment. But for people with epilepsy, what do you think? What do you think is the biggest problem people face when they try to get employment? Uh, I, I'm not sure if the uh, the biggest problem is when they try to get empro- employment, uh, you know, they don't necessarily have to disclose the fact that they have epilepsy, although it is a good idea to do that uh, at, at some point if you have a seizure so that people would know what to do and so that we could you know, educate employers. I think uh, many times you know, people think that they are, if they're not born with epilepsy, they're not going to get epilepsy, and that just isn't true. Uh, and no one knows a lot of the causes for epilepsy. Sometimes uh, someone could, the, it could be a... a, a Head trauma when they were a child, and they start having seizures later in life. And um, you know, very often uh, what happens is if someone starts having seizures uh, while they're working, uh, and they go to the doctor, and it's mandated that the doctor reports that the person has a seizure, and then the person immediately loses their driver's license. And uh, you know, we've seen so many cases where. Now, when that occurs, uh, then the, the person ha- doesn't have the ability to to get to their job, or if their job would uh, include, you know, like the necessity to, necessity to use a car, uh, you know, that that certainly uh, could influence, uh, you know, their ability to stay in, you know, uh, in that form of employment. So uh, that happens. Then again, you know, back to what I think Murray was saying: ignorance. We've got to 
uh, talk to people uh, about what what disabilities are and what they aren't. I agree with him uh, you know, that we have huge untapped resources, and if 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 anyone is looking for someone to work harder than than most people, then you know hiring a person with a disability is 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 the way that you want to go because. These people are people that want to work and really want to pay taxes and want to be part of the community. And that is exactly right. People with disabilities value employment more than non-disabled people do because they know that without employment, they will, in fact, never be free in this country. They are appreciative of work. They value work. And I have been in Bender Consulting Services. This is our 10th year anniversary, and may I say, I've had employees who have not missed one day of work other than, of course, their vacation you know, or holidays. But I'm talking about sick days, not one day in seven to eight years. So why would someone in the business community not want to hire people who value work, appreciate work, and I will tell you will have an impact on the productivity of other employees? Because Judy and I were saying at the break, and it's true. People with disabilities don't want a handout. They don't want pity. They don't want charity. They just want a chance to work. They want a chance to contribute. Right. And Murray, and, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Judy. Yeah, and with very little accommodations, you know, I, I, I know that, you know, sometimes people feel that the, you know, the, uh, you know, the road most likely traveled is the easiest way to go. But, you know, if with, with just certain accommodations, uh, you know, if they will have, People who are are you know, willing to give 150 percent in their jobs. That's right. Well, Murray King Gerber, what's going to be your message to the business leaders at the Mardi Gras? Well, I, I think um, uh, Joyce, the, the message uh, that I'm going to try to give, um, and I haven't sort of fully formed the whole message, so this is a bit of a preview. It, 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 it kind of goes along the lines that we've previously sort of discussed. First of all, I think I'm going to try to challenge, as Dick has, follow his lead, challenge the business community to to make sure that they're tapping into the, the resources uh, that are available by people with disabilities and people with epilepsy uh, for sure. But I think what I'm going to try to do is to point out that and try to do this um, Above the noise of the Mardi Gras celebration, of course, but try to point out that if you look in our in our area in Western Pennsylvania, there's an emerging uh, skill gap. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we talk about uh, jobs leaving the country, but but uh, all indications from the data are that in Western Pennsylvania, there won't be enough uh, skilled people to fill the jobs that we currently have uh, ten or fifteen years from now. And that's a, a pretty sobering, um, sobering fact. Uh, that may not be true in all communities, but but it seems to be true in ours. And so we can't afford to have uh, one person uh, not gainfully employed that wants to work and that is is skilled. And so, you know, employers should take up the challenge now to tap into sources of employees that may be unconventional for them or, or not traditional for them, let's put it that way, uh, in their in their current recruiting processes. So so let's get on board and get and get educated, uh, get rid of the ignorance and and start uh, tapping into these resources that are out there. I think that's the kind of message I'm going to try to give. Well, that is a great message. And if you're listening to the show, you're listening to the king of the Mardi Gras, the CEO of Equitable Resources, Murray Gerber, and Judy Painter from the Epilepsy Foundation of Western and Central PA. And if you're listening to Murray Gerber, 
Boy, if I would be listening, working in Western Pennsylvania, I'd want to work for this company. Yeah. We'll be right back. You're listening to Choice Spender, the voice of VoiceAmerica.com. We'll be right back. The world leader in Internet Talk Radio. You're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. At Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, our mission is to provide superior technology consulting services to our customers while creating career opportunities, independence, and freedom for people with disabilities. While the demand for skilled technology professionals is reaching an all-time high, over 13 million disabled Americans, many of them experts in technology, remain unemployed. Since 1995, Bender Consulting Services Incorporated has worked to solve these critical social and business issues by providing employers with reliable talent and giving individuals with disabilities the chance to display their talents and enhance their lives through solid careers. If you're a person with a disability seeking employment, send us your resume via email to resume at benderconsult.com. For more information about our services, visit www.benderconsult.com in the U.S. and www.benderofcanada.com in Canada. Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, providing and creating employment opportunities, freedom and independence for people with disabilities. www.benderconsult.com. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. Tune in every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time for Powerful Prayer with host Connie Coddington. Each week, Connie and her guests will explain the healing system called Christian Science and share stories of how they have used the spiritual laws of God to bring healing to their lives. You can learn how to bring healing to your life, too. So tune in to Powerful Prayer with host Connie Coddington every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, only on Voice America, America's Voice. My name is Maxine Thompson, and I am America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. The world leader in Internet talk, radio. Internet talk Radio. You're listening to America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. If you have a question or comment, please call toll-free at 1-888-335-5204. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. And welcome back to the show, and boy, this show goes quickly, and that's because we're talking to two such great people. First, Judy Painter, who I want to tell all of you, Executive Director of the Epilepsy Foundation of Western and Central Pennsylvania, really known nationally for the work she does, and truly a great individual that really walks the talk. And then Murray Gerber, King Gerber, the king of the Mardi Gras, who has another little job, Chairman, President, and CEO of Equitable Resources, is just a great human being, and we're so proud to have both of you on. And I think we have a caller on the line. Hello? Hello? Hi. Go ahead. Yes, go ahead. Hi, this is Cindy from Stevens Point, Wisconsin. Hey, Cindy, how are you? Good, how are you? 
And I just wanted to congratulate Mr. Gerber for being the Mardi Gras King because that's such an awesome thing to do. Well, thank you. It's, um, and I wanted to thank all of you for the um, great and important work that you do on behalf of the epilepsy movement because, well, as you're well aware of and certainly have been talking about, not nearly enough people um, are fully aware of the extent um, of the impact that epilepsy has on the lives of all the people that have it. And so this show and, and what you're doing is just such an, a wonderful way of helping to get the word out. And, um, you know, the, the Mardi Gras that Judy's been doing for so long is, is just um, an incredible event that takes place over in Pittsburgh, and the more I hear about it, the, the more impressive it becomes. So, and Cindy, you're going to be doing a Mardi Gras sometime soon, aren't you? Of course. <laughs> Well, listen, Cindy, I also appreciate... And I appreciate all the work that you do, Cindy, because I know. Cindy, you're calling from where? Stevens Point, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Big I town, appreciate big town. what you're doing also because, you know what? The only way we're going to make a difference is if we all work together. That is the only way. So um, keep up the good work you're doing, and thank you for calling in also. Well, thank you. Good luck to you. Thanks. Thanks, Cindy. It was great hearing from you again. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Judy, what what are you hoping you're going to accomplish this year at the Mardi Gras? What's your goal? Well, certainly to increase the awareness of epilepsy and begin to move forward uh, uh, toward having epilepsy receive the attention as a public health issue uh, affecting you know, tens of thousands of Pennsylvanians. I don't believe that people are really aware of the fact, uh, you know, that uh, epilepsy affects between 1% and 2% of the population, and then when you include their families, uh, many, many people are being affected by epilepsy. And I'm not sure that everyone is aware of what a huge uh, public health issue this is. And, uh, of course, uh, to raise money uh, to continue to reaching out to those people who need that help and to provide services to them in, in any way that we can. Yes, and, of course, many of you remember, 2,700,000 Americans have epilepsy. It's a neurological disorder. It's not contagious. You can hire us. We're good workers. We'll do a good job. But many, many of those people are in poverty and unemployed, and that is why this is so important. And Murray, I consider you, Murray, a champion for diversity. And of course, it's very well known um, how highly I think of you. And anyone listening to the show will now understand why I do. But I have to ask you, you know, there are many CEOs in this country, but I, they're not change agents. You are a change agent. Why, why, why is that? Why are you like that? Well, I, it's a, a funny I, I read, choice. I never really thought of, um, of myself as a, a change agent necessarily. I don't, I think that the issue, what I try to do anyway, and I don't, hopefully it's successful in some measure, is to try to use facts um, to make decisions and and many times I'm sure as you've uh, you and Judy have found in your work uh, the perceptions um, uh, sometimes uh, are not supported by data and, and I know you're you're facing that with people with disabilities and people with epilepsy that the perceptions of the problem are much different than the facts related to the problems and I think those people I suppose that are considered change agents um, really try to look at the facts of the matters and then make decisions in sort of an informed way. And I think I think you'd be surprised in business, or maybe you wouldn't, you'd be surprised in business um, 
and, and I know you see this, Joyce, all, all the time, that the perceptions are so far adrift from the facts. And I think to, if you stick with the facts, I think you end up being a change agent just because facts lead you in directions sometimes that the, that the, that the, uh, uh, that the lore, uh, wouldn't lead you. And I think that, that's really what I try to do is just try to stick to the facts as much as possible. Well, you are, when I say you're a change agent, I mean you're truly a leader. You're not just in this role. You're making things happen, and they're all good things. Okay. And you, you are so highly thought of, Murray, in our community, in the business community also. You've already accomplished so much at Equitable Resources, and I know you are move, have moved into that new facility um, and just, but you've done so much from a business perspective being successful. What legacy do you hope to leave here, Murray? Well, I, I you know, I you think about that a lot and I, and I, I wonder and I hope that, uh, my fellow CEOs think the same thing. Um, you know, my hope, uh, and I hope this will be accomplished is that, that I, I leave equitable when I do, uh, a better, Company, a better place to work, um, a successful place. That means a, a place that has a chance to continue to provide jobs uh, for employees and provide, you know, some benefits to the community, and you know, and and gives back um, in 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 measure with uh, the success that it's gained f- uh, from doing its business. And and I think you know, it, it, I hope that the legacy is. That someone says at the end of the day that, that that we tried to do the right thing, and as opposed to what you read in the newspapers about CEOs, and I, I know that we get sort of a bad rap at times, but the vast majority are, are very good people, uh, men and women, and it's remarkable that doing the right thing and doing the best thing for shareholders is not that disconnected. <laughs> and I would hope that people would say that about uh, about me when I'm finished. Well, I know they will, and you know we lost a great friend in Western Pennsylvania when we lost Karen Shapira. Oh yeah, David Shapira's wife, who passed away, you know, over a year ago. And I was thinking about this because how I met Murray Gerber is that he was the head of the United Way campaign for Southwestern Pennsylvania. And I remember at this one event that the CEO of Giant Eagles, David Shapira, his wife passed away. Her name is Karen, but she gave back so much to the community. And at this one event when she was speaking, she said, you know what, when I go to these community events and I see these people who give back to the community, even if I don't know them, I know I'm going to like them. Mm. And you know what? That's how I met Murray. Mm -hmm. Because he was the head of the United Way Campaign and isn't it amazing that it always seems like you see these same people, these same leaders, who are also volunteers giving back, uh, and that's why we're just so happy to have you, uh, Judy. What do you what do you hope that people are going to learn from attending the Mardi Gras this year? Well, uh, we certainly hope to acknowledge uh, the support and help that we receive from uh, community leaders like Murray. And others in Pittsburgh who have, you know, contributed to the success of this, uh, event over the years, uh, and have helped us reach our goals. And, uh, and we hope that people like Murray will serve as a role model, model for other leaders and uh, motivate them to get involved not only with the Epilepsy Foundation, but with other disability matters. 
And, and also, Judy, before I ask Murray the same question, do you have a message for our listeners today? Uh, yes, uh, I just want everybody to know that we're here working on very important issues and we're help, we're working to help people with epilepsy to live a life without compromise. And we would encourage our listeners, uh, to contact us at 1-800-361-5885 or visit us on our website at www.efwp.org. Okay, could you repeat both of those? Sure. Our 800 number is 1-800-361-5885, and our website is www, E as in epilepsy, F as in foundation, wp.org, O-R-G. Great organization. If you're thinking of making a contribution this holiday season, I would encourage you to think of this organization, the top of your list. And, Murray, how about you? What do you hope people will learn from attending the Mardi Gras this year? Well, first of all, I hope uh, that they follow Judy's lead and, and uh, sign up for our event uh, to the extent they can and, and participate in any way they can with the Mardi Gras, number one. But also I hope that um, that this event uh, is another way for people to, to sort of throw off uh, conventional wisdom and be aware of the wonder of the world around them and the wonder of the people around them and the, the potential of all people. Uh, uh, and maybe this is a, an icon, this celebration is an icon for that. Yeah, and by the way, if you're listening to this show and you are in western Pennsylvania, we have a breakfast if you want to tomorrow. go to Mardi Gras, you better sign up soon because it is sold out every year. It is the event in western Pennsylvania. When I joined the board, I couldn't believe how quickly this thing sells out, so make sure you get in touch with the Epilepsy Foundation. And, and Murray, what message do you want to leave with our listeners today? Well, just uh, keep keep an open mind. Be aware of the of the wonder of the world around you, and, and uh, appreciate and value the the vast diversity that we have, uh, and and be thankful for what we have here. I agree with that, and I'm going to end. We end every show with a quote from a famous civil rights leader, and today it is from Harriet Tubman, who lived in 1820 to 1913, and as you know from history, freed so many slaves. But what I'll bet you didn't know is she also had epilepsy. And here is a quote from Harriet Tubman who says, Every great dream begins with a dreamer. Always remember, you have within you the strength, the passion, and the patience to reach for the stars and to change the world, said Harriet Tubman. You've been listening to Murray Gerber, the king of the Mardi Gras, the chairman of Equitable Resources, and Judy Painter, the executive director of the Epilepsy Foundation of Western and Central PA. Murray and Judy, thank you for being with us on the show. This is Joyce Bender, the voice of VoiceAmerica.com. See you next week. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader in Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com.